You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show, episode 66, Avoiding Spiritual Boredom. Hey, I'm Jeff Cavins. How do you simplify your life? How do you study the Bible? All the way from motorcycle trips to raising kids, we're going to talk about the faith and life in general. It's The Jeff Caven Show. Hey, fresh back from the Holy Land where Father Mike Schmitz and I just had a wonderful time with about 115 uh, pilgrims. I would say majority of them were in their 20s, and just a wonderful, wonderful time, and still unpacking. And as I tell all of our pilgrims, when you come back from the Holy Land with us, it's going to take you a good six months to a year to really, really unpack everything that you learn and everything you experience, how your heart was touched, the relationships that you have made. So I'm still in the honeymoon phase there and uh, just really, really enjoy it. Uh, I got a couple of letters here that really touch my heart. We're going we're to be talking today about, about avoiding spiritual boredom. Two people wrote me, Tanya and Sarah, and they're anything but bored about the faith, and I'm going to share uh, a couple of these brief letters with you. But I do want to talk about avoiding spiritual boredom because I know that, especially as we hit the, the summer months, oftentimes people who intend well and people who love their relationship with the Lord oftentimes lose it. They start to slip away in in the summer months of lakes and barbecues and you know, children's uh, uh, activities like baseball, soccer, whatever it might be. And before you know it, they, they realize that they have given up the, the discipline that they developed over the, over the winter months when they were indoors more. And it was a little bit easier to, to walk that walk. Well, I've got three things that I want to give you uh, today, uh, three tips on how to avoid spiritual boredom. And, and I've been there myself. I have, uh, you know, from time to time, all of a sudden realized, wow, I'm just not as excited as I was about the Lord before, and uh, I wish I could get that back. And there's typically reasons why, and I'm going to go over those with you. Hey, I want to share a couple of uh, letters with you right now. Uh, one is from Tanya. I was born a Protestant and loved my faith. God definitely put me together with my Catholic husband, and I really struggled with the decision to become Catholic. Six years into our marriage, I decided to convert, but did not have my whole heart into it. It was really so we could have a united family and the kids would be raised under one faith. What is interesting, she says, is that our 26-year-old daughter had told, says, has told me that she knew I was not fully Catholic in my heart. However, you have really helped me to fully embrace the Catholic faith because your great adventure Bible studies have helped me understand the Catholic faith from a biblical standpoint. Thank you, and God bless you and your family, Tanya. Uh, beautiful. Thank you, Tanya. And I'm so glad that your house is under one faith now and you're all walking together. And I know that's a great testimony to your kids as well. And I'm, I'm so thrilled to know that the Great Adventure Bible Study has uh, played a part in that, in bringing, bringing the whole story together so that you can make sense out of your faith and out of everything that is Catholic. Sarah writes me this week. Sarah says, I've written this email in my head many times. I've been working to find the right way to say thank you for finding your way into my life. I'm a revert Catholic, same as me. My faith disappeared in my 20s and 30s. I struggled with my parents' divorce, my family's mental illness, and my father's abandonment of our family. Truthfully, losing my faith was easy since I didn't have a relationship with God. 
She goes on and she says, last year I began your Bible study and it has ignited my faith and fostered my first relationship with God. I had grown up Catholic, went to Mass, earned my sacraments, recited my prayers, but never really knew God or understood that He loved me. Now my relationship with God is amazing. How did I make it so long without it? You've inspired me to know and understand the Bible and given me the confidence to share my faith with others. I've now completed the Bible study twice. Yay, Sarah! And each time learning new things. I I know about that. She says, your story about how you would bless your kids each morning as everyone headed out the door really touched me. Now, each morning, we gather as a family and say a prayer before we start our busy days. I love starting my day this way. Sarah says, my kids love it too, even though they pretend they are doing it just for me. Keep up the great work. Your Bible study, social media posts, and podcast are making a difference. I hope to one day join your trip to the Holy Land so I can meet you in person. Sarah, on behalf of Emily, we'd both really like to meet you in the Holy Land. It would be fantastic. And thank you, both Sarah and Tanya, for writing in. And if you want to write me, uh, you have a comment about the show or what the show has meant to you, or you'd like to hear uh, something, uh, you know, a topic to discussed, just give me an email. It's the Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. I'll say that again, the Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. And uh, another uh, quick reminder that if you do go to iTunes or Google Play or any of the sources where the show is, is distributed, uh, really appreciate it. If you leave a comment, rate the show, uh, it helps huge, big in the algorithms so that when other people are searching for topics like today, avoiding spiritual boredom, it comes up high. And they're going to get it good, uh, good show. They're going to get it quick. And so you're a partner in that. I, I truly mean it. And I thank you for that. Just uh, rank the show, leave a comment, either at iTunes, Google Play, or any other place you find the show. I do appreciate it. We're talking about avoiding spiritual boredom. I'm going to give you three things to help you avoid spiritual boredom. You might be thinking right off the bat, wow, that. That doesn't ring true. I mean, we're, we're following the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have the Blessed Mother interceding and praying for us. We have access to the saints. We've got tremendous Bibles, Bible studies, catechism, writings of the saints, all, all kinds of, of great things. How could we be bored? Well, you got to remember that there are so many things vying for your attention these days. Not only are there the, the immediate uh, needful things of food and shelter and education for the kids and clothing and just making ends meet. Those things can take up an awful lot of your time, and, and I know that. I know that. But then we have some margin in our life, and oftentimes that margin, meaning that extra hour to a day that we haven't allocated to anything in particular, but we, we find that we always fill it somehow— uh, oftentimes that ends up sucking the life out of us. That is, that's where we kind of win or lose the battle. We start to get involved in things that are not necessary. Um, they're, they're optional. But uh, at the end of you know, throwing our, our cards in toward the, the optional thing, we find that we really uh, don't have time for the things that are really important, and that's, that's our relationship with the Lord. And, the, and if you pick up a new hobby, for example, and you start, you know, start uh, Googling everything about vegetarianism, or you start Googling everything about natural farming or 
Uh, and no, I'm not doing either of those right now. <laughs> but if you Google, you know, you get into something like reading um, Irish literature and all of a sudden you're, man, you're really into it. And, and before you know it, the essential aspects of being a Christian and fostering that relationship with Jesus, they're gone. But it doesn't usually happen overnight. It, you kind of slide into it until you realize, I'm bored. I, I am not really into anything in my faith right now, but I kind of am into this new thing, you know, about, uh, about um, you know, flying airplanes with uh, radio signals with uh, the family, and you're into all these other things, and they're fine, but your relationship with the Lord is suffering. And uh, sometimes the things that derail us from this daily relationship with the Lord actually can be brought into the relationship with the Lord, but we need to be reminded. So if you fit that bill today, if you're thinking, wow, that's, that's me, I have been a little bored, not bored with Jesus, but bored with, with spirituality, I've, so you feel like I'm taking a break, I want to encourage you that There is nothing in life that is more powerful, more fruitful, more needful than to maintain that relationship with the Lord. And look, it can happen to any of us, and it it happens in marriages left and right. Uh, Maybe it's happened to you. If you're married, uh, maybe you hit a a part of your marriage at seven years, ten years, whatever it might be, where you started to realize, we just don't get together anymore, and we don't do the things we used to do. And uh, you might even say, I'm kind of bored with the relationship. God forbid, huh? But it's true. It happens. So how do you avoid this in your spiritual life? Now, uh, I'm oftentimes reminded of something that a teacher told me years and years ago, maybe 25 years ago. He was talking about how we've got to go beyond the creed, you know, in our life. And there is more to experience of Jesus than simply knowing the creed. If, if, if I literally consider my faith to be nothing more than understanding and accepting the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and I, and I recite the creed, isn't that good enough? I believe these things. You see, our faith is more than just acknowledging the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I mean, he went 30 years before he began his public ministry in Matthew chapter 3, down at the Jordan River in the wilderness of Judea. And so for 30 years, he lived faithfully as the son of Mary, stepson of of St. Joseph. And then in his public ministry, we have uh, all of his teachings— But if I just read to you all of those teachings of Jesus, we could almost do that in an afternoon, but he had three years. And he didn't just talk about the death, burial, and resurrection. He talked about how to live. He talked about how to pray. He talked about sin. He talked about heaven and hell and purgatory. He talked about trusting him. He talked about what to do with those who hate you. What do you do with your enemies? He goes on and on about about riches and money and relationships and forgiveness. He has a lot to say besides those three points of of the creed. And if and if you're a creed Christian, meaning that's what you're really focusing on, yay, but there's so much more. There's so much more to live and so much more to learn and so much more in your relationship with the Lord. If the death, burial, and resurrection is the key, and we believe it, and that's the key to get to heaven, let's believe it and get on with it, you know? But we can't do that. We've got life to live, 
and we're going to either live a quality life, a fruitful life for Christ, or we're just going to kind of coast through after we said, yeah, I believe. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Now let's get on to bowling. (laughs) I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Now let's go fly a kite, okay? Well, there's nothing wrong with flying a kite, but if your whole life is absorbed in hobbies and things that take you off this path, then you're going to feel that boredom in your life, in your spiritual life. I'm going to take a break right now. When I come back, I'm going to give you the three points that I think will help you avoid spiritual boredom. You're listening to The Jeff Caven Show. And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie and Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash ascension presents. That's youtube.com slash ascension presents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. Welcome back. We are not bored today. We are not bored in following Christ today, but we do understand that that can happen in your life, and we want to give you three points to help avoid uh, spiritual boredom. And this happens in, uh, in all of our lives from time to time. Right now, I don't happen to be bored, but I have, I have been talking to a few people lately who said to me, man, I just feel like I'm in a rut and, and I need to get back into my, my, my prayer life and Bible study and so forth. So I said, well, here, here's three things I'll give you. And I want to give you those today. And I hope that it's uh, uplifting and a blessing and encouragement to you. And I'd love to hear from you. So send me an email at... Uh, the Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. The Jeff Caven Show at ascensionpress.com. I'm also on Twitter. Jeff Cavins is the, simply the, the name there. And I do an awful lot of talking on Twitter as well, mainly encouraging things, you know, throughout the day. Uh, that's, uh, that's how I use social media typically. Okay, three things. Number one. Number one, if you are uh, feeling like you are getting into the spiritual boredom phase of your life, number one, do not lose your prayer life. Don't lose your prayer life. One of the common denominators to those who are, are bored with Christianity or bored, quote unquote, with following the Lord is that they have lost their prayer life. In other words, they've lost their relationship. When you lose that relationship and you stop praying, it opens your life up to all kinds of things that can take the place that the Lord wants in your life. I remember talking to uh, my good friend Scott Hahn one time, and he was, he was saying that, that uh, you can tell when someone gets into trouble in their life that oftentimes it's due to a lack of prayer. They're not praying anymore. And when you find someone who's not praying anymore, you're going to find someone who is open to boredom, open to sin, and, uh, and really going off, off the track. And this can happen to us, you know? Just like in a marriage, you can, you can start to enter a period of time where you just don't talk to each other much anymore because of your crazy schedule. And you got to call each other up and say, hey, honey, let's go out for a date night, right? Well, with the Lord, we need more than a date night. I mean, we, we have to get back on track in our prayer. And I have said for years that I highly recommend Lexio Divina. I really, really recommend Lexio Divina. That's that ancient four-part way of, of praying scripture and, uh, and listening to what the Lord is saying to you. And, and, he, and how he's leading you and, and, and guiding you in your daily life. 
And if you, I think that's a wonderful way to pray because it, it engages you every day and it really forces you to listen to what he is saying to you. And, and it gives you that opportunity to talk to him about, you know, what, what's going on in your life and how are you, uh, you know, how are you struggling with this issue or, or that issue? So Lexio Divina is a, is really a good way to to talk to to the Lord, in in along the same vein there. When I talk about Lexio Divina, I also did a show in the past, uh, show thirty nine, talk to God out loud, and and I was literally uh, talking about out loud that if you talk to God out loud in your prayer in the car, mowing the lawn. Uh, waiting uh, out in the parking lot for the kids at the orthodontist, whatever, wherever it might be, uh, it really does something to your prayer life, and it focuses you. It's hard to walk away from a verbal conversation, but it's easier to walk away from a conversation that's just happening in the head. So uh, I, I really encourage you, renew your prayer life. Do not do not give up on that. And if you used to get together with the Lord in the morning at 7 or 8, but now the kids are home and everything has changed, then change your schedule and say, Lord, I used to get together with you at at uh, at 7, but now the kids are home and they're up and if they're in high school, they're still sleeping. But if they, if they're up and it's and it has it is cut into your time with the Lord, then back it up. Or find another time where you can meet with the Lord, but do it on a on a regular basis. Be faithful about it. So, number one, don't lose your prayer life. You lose your prayer life, you lose your relationship. You lose your relationship, you stop seeing how God will fit into the various areas of your life and what He has to say to you. You'll be on you'll be on cruise control, and you'll be running on fumes before you know it. And and that's a dangerous place to be. So, number one. Write it down. Don't lose your prayer life. Number two, keep reading. Keep reading. You know, reading books are so important. Uh, scripture, number one, make sure you're, you're reading Scripture. If you're not doing Lexio Divina in prayer, make sure that you are finding time every day to read at least the gospel reading for the day. Perhaps you go to daily Mass, or you go two, three times a week, and, and you know what I'm talking about. God will speak to you in the, in the gospel. In a, in a powerful way, but keep reading something of interest. Uh, is there something that that interests you in life that is related to the faith? Keep reading on that topic. Uh, for example, uh, if you're in, if you're interested in love, keep reading about love. Uh, keep reading articles uh, on the internet, books. Uh, if you're interested, for example, in raising teens, that's the area of life you're in right now. Pick up a good, a good book on on raising teens, and 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 stay with it. Keep your reading along the lines of the of the faith. Reaching out to the poor, uh, Dorothy Day, you know, biography. Uh, if you're in, if you're interested in in whole foods, you know, and, and uh, organic gardening, and that's really something you're really into. Try to incorporate this into your faith. And, and that's one of the points that I would make is that if something is really taking over your time to the detriment of your relationship with the Lord and your prayer time with the Lord and your reading of Scripture, say, for example, organic gardening. I mean, nothing wrong with organic gardening, but if it's really taken over your life— and you're not as passionate about the Lord as you used to be, 
then bring the Lord to your organic gardening and say, Lord, this has grabbed my attention, and I don't know why. I'm suddenly so interested in organic carrots. I'm interested in organic earth. I'm interested in organic greens and and uh, and and making this a sustainable way of living on our our little farm. And you're really into it. My suggestion is to bring the Lord to that organic farm and to ask him, Lord, why why is this so important in my life? And are you saying something to me? Are you calling me to something that I could use this? in. You see, I don't, I don't think that it's always one or the other. You don't have to, it's all prayer or it's all organic gardening. <laughs> Bring them together. Bring the Lord into your organic gardening. That's the example I'm giving. Now, if the Lord were here like he was 2,000 years ago, I don't know, maybe he would eat organic food. That's a whole nother debate. That's a whole nother show. But bring him to the thing that is derailing you because he just might be using that to further his kingdom in some way. I'll give you an example. I, I really like motorcycle riding. And many of you know that I every summer in August I ride about 4,000 miles in a week with a bunch of guys. We go all over the Rocky Mountains and Colorado, Montana, you know, Grand Canyon, and so forth. And we ride and we ride and we ride. Well, I've always liked riding the motorcycle. But to be honest with you, there, there kind of came a time where I thought, well, this is taking a little bit of time away from the things that, that I really want to do with the Lord. And then I brought the Lord to my motorcycle riding and found out that I could ride with eight other guys and that we could ride from church to church and church, you know, and share the gospel every night in the summer, which we have been doing. And it was a tremendous opportunity for fellowship over the Lord and to pray for my family using the rosary going down the highway. And so rather than splitting them, I did what Gaudium et Spes says, the church in the modern world from Vatican II, in paragraph 43, it says that the split between faith and everyday life is to be considered one of the more serious errors of our age. I don't want to do that. So I brought Jesus to my motorcycle and said, Lord, is there anything we can do here? And the Lord, it's like the Lord saying, I can do something with that. It's relationship. Let's do this together. So number one, do not lose your prayer life. Number two, keep reading something. What are you reading right now? What are you interested in? What are you searching for on the internet? Is there a way that Jesus can be a part of this and it could be actually something that he may want to use? I know you're going to write me. I know it. I know you're going to write me. You're going to say, I never thought of it like that. But man, if Jesus ain't a potato farmer, I know someone's going to say that. You know, I'm reading a book right now. Uh, it's a book by, you might not know her, and this is, this is irrelevant as far as who and what, but I'm reading a book right now on simplicity. I love simplicity. I'm reading that right now by Kim Thomas, Finding Peace by Uncluttering Your Life. I love that topic. And and uh, I'm drawn to it, and uh, I'm finding that the Lord now is drawing me to this for something with greater good in mind. So number one, don't lose your prayer life. Number two, keep reading and draw, bring Jesus into that which is preoccupying you right now. And he may say to you, get out of it. This is a waste of time. Or he may say, I can use this just like he did with the five loaves and the two fish in the feeding of the 5,000. Number three, number three, Make or keep relationships with those who are excited and on fire about Jesus, his kingdom, and his work. This is an important point. You are not an island. 
You are not alone. Don't do this alone. Don't think that you've got to maintain status quo and maintain the fire all alone. You're part of the body of Christ, and being uh, an active member of the body of Christ, incredibly important. And so if you're feeling isolated, alone, forgotten, you're not getting together with your friends anymore, you're feeling bored spiritually, check out the friends you had when you were excited, when you were doing something, when you were studying, when you were praying, when you were taking a walk and praying the rosary for your families. Call them up today. See how they're doing. Tell them you miss them. Don't do this alone. Make or keep relationships with those who are on fire about Jesus. Think for, your, think for a second today. Are you in relationship? Do you have friends? Do you have loved ones in your life that you can go to and say, pray for me? And, or even be honest with them and say, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm spiritually bored. I need, to, I need to kick this up a gear. So think about that. Who can you call today and walk with? who is on fire, because you know, as iron sharpens iron, fire lights fire. And the, I have found in my own life, total transparency here, that when I stop fellowshipping with my friends, I start to feel alone and spiritually bored more. And right now, I'm very fortunate. I have a group of men that I get together pretty regularly. And I got to tell you, it is so encouraging to me and I listen to what God is doing in their life. I observe how they're praying with their children. I, I take note of what they're reading in their life. I'm, I'm observant of the, the devotions that they're involved in. I'm thinking, wow, yeah, I've got to remember to do that. And then I'm pulled away from those things that are detracting and back to Jesus. So it's just three things I wanted to give you this week about avoiding spiritual boredom. It's not, it's not the all in all. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's a lot of things we could say. But these are three, three things that I've noticed you know, in, in my life. Number one, don't lose your prayer life. Number three, keep reading. If you're not reading the Bible, uh, read the Bible. If you're not doing that in Lexio Divina, but grab a book that interests you that's connected to the faith and keep reading and growing and, and nurturing your spirit. Uh, like, for example, the book I'm reading on, on simplifying your life right now, that's the, that's the stage I'm at in my life, and, and I'm interested in it, and I'm pursuing that, and I know the Lord is, is a part of it. And number three, make or keep relationships with those who are on fire for Jesus. Renew those relationships. Do what you need to do. So those are the three. Hey, thanks again for joining me uh, this week. I so look forward to it and you know, spending time with you. And I do uh, encourage you once again to go to iTunes and rate the show, make some comments. It makes a big difference in the algorithm so we can get this good news of Jesus Christ out to people who are seeking and doing Google searches. I'm bored. My spiritual life is bored. Return. Boom, there's a show. And you were a part of it. That's how we work together. I love it. Love it. Hey, I got to tell you this. In the next 30 days, huge announcement coming out about a new study of mine. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I can say. I'm under a non-disclosure. Not really, but kind of. But in the next 30 days, we're going to be announcing something really big. And I want you to stay tuned on the show because I'm going to announce it right here, the, the day that, that it is announced. In fact, there's two big things this fall. And uh, I'm going to keep you in the loop on it. Uh, 
Hey, if you went to Israel in January with me or you went with Father Mike Schmitz and myself in May, stay tuned. We've got another big one coming up that we want to tell you about, and it is going to be Magnifico. We love it. Well, God bless you. Let me pray for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Lord, I love my friends here, and I ask you, Lord, as I lift them up, to bless them, to revitalize them, to give them the energy and that that passion that they have been, have been kind of leaving behind. I pray, Lord, that they will renew their prayer life with you, and they'll keep reading scripture and material that will feed the hunger and nurture the fire in their spirit. And I pray, Lord, that they will maintain those relationships with those who are on fire so that they will not lag behind and, uh, and fall off when others are going forward. Lord, we love you. We love you, and, and we adore you, and we pray, Lord, that, that you would continue to draw us as a, as a uh, husband draws the bride. Lord, draw us. We love you and we give you this week in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.